Greetings and welcome to the Stay Empowered People podcast. This is Ia Ocean Remy Lekun, aka Kenny Moon, and you are listening to Thriving Thursdays. Welcome, and as always, I'm so glad and honored that you are here. This week, when I was sitting in meditation and trying to think about or hear what this week's episode would be about, The song that I know from Boys to Men, but which is, you know, their cover of an original song, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye, came into my awareness. And during that time, I was given a glimpse into the challenges I've had throughout my life of being okay with letting go of the past. The past for some of us can hold such fond memories, such amazing experiences. When we think about high school or college and some of our friend groups, some of the activities we were a part of, some of the things we did, the crazy times, the fun times, even some of the sad times, it can be really hard to let go of that aspect of our lives. And it can feel really sad at times to be, you know, adulting and really, and really be with what all the responsibilities are that we've taken on, the requirements of parenthood, the responsibilities of having a job or being a leader in some way, of paying bills, all those things can definitely have us lamenting over the bittersweet or mostly sweet memories of the past. And for some of us, the past can hold tragic memories, memories and experiences that really changed or shifted the trajectory of our lives or the way that we engage with people or experiences because of some type of tragedy or trauma that happened. And we can find ourselves looking back at the past and reminiscing over that experience and the outcome of it, wishing for something different, experiencing once again the sadness, the turmoil that we went through during that time. No matter whether you're looking at the past as a time that was full of excitement and fun or full of tragedy and trauma, I was thinking this week about what actually has me and many of us thinking about the past so often. And while I know that the emotions that we have about those times resonate and we we build or destroy the way that we live based off of that, I wanted to get to the root of it. And the more I contemplated about it, the more I thought about fear. (laughs) Ah, fear. Fear just does a thing. It just shows up in so many places that we often can forget that that could be at the root of what we're doing, especially if we're thinking about the past with fond memories. But I'm coming to see that the practice of over- consumption of the past has to do with fear. I think that for many of us, we may live with a certain fear around what comes next in our lives, around how to manage what we're doing in our daily lives. We may have fear about mistakes we might be making. We have big choices in front of us often. Do I take this job or do I walk away? Do I say yes to this promotion when it's going to take up more of my time and move me further away from family time? Or do I let it go and risk not having enough money for the vacations and the things I really want? Do I move forward and leave this partner because I see that the relationship is unhealthy? Or do I stick around because it's comfortable and I really love them? 
The decisions that we have to make on a daily basis can be grand or small, but there, there's something at the root of our consciousness that understands that every decision we make shifts something. It shifts the trajectory and we have outcome to deal with because of our decisions. Now, how we deal with that outcome is a whole different matter and a whole different podcast. But I believe that our fear about what we call adulting, which is really having to make conscious decisions and then live with the outcomes is part of the, or a big part of the reason why we can spend lots of time not being present, why we can spend lots of time lamenting or dreaming about our past. So while I was contemplating that, I also wanted to have a solution, wanted to have a tool, because y'all know how I love tools, that could help me and hopefully in turn help you when you find yourself thinking about yesterday. And what came up was this beautiful, wonderful word that reminded me of something I had learned in my study of mindfulness. The word is curiosity. Curiosity is the ability that we have to just want to know, to be awake and aware that anything can happen. If we take the promotion that we're contemplating because we decide, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it, but we do it with a, from a space of curiosity, then instead of saying, wow, this promotion is gonna eat up more of my family time, we might say, you know what? I really want this promotion. I really want this new role. I've worked hard for it. And I don't choose to have that take up too much of my time. So I wonder how I can go into this, creating a life that fits exactly what I want. Taking on this added responsibility, this new role, this dream job, and creating the life and role I want to have with my family. Being curious says, well, I'm in a partnership. It doesn't feel good. I wonder what would happen if I go at it a little differently. If I communicate differently with my partner and give them a chance to step into practices that will help heal us together. And if they can't, well, I wonder what else is out here for me. What else could be better in my life if I jettison the things that aren't serving me well? So in mindfulness, we there's a saying that says, and I'm paraphrasing, something like being mindful. One aspect of mindfulness is to live in the world with childlike curiosity. When we were children, we were curious about everything. We put things in our mouth that were disgusting because we wanted to know everything about that thing. We didn't care if it wasn't food. We were curious. We wanted to know. We got in trouble for that. But so we don't have to take it to that level of just being like disgusting. But children are naturally curious. And what happens, and I know this as an educator, and I've seen it repeated in the in the learning system, so-called, is that as you grow into maturation, your curiosity is stamped out. It didn't necessarily come from within you. Generally, in education environments, because of the need for structure and control, children's curiosity is stamped out once they get past the early learning stage, and sometimes even within the early learning stage. So the idea of letting children roam about a yard or taking them to a field or the woods or having them have baskets of different manipulatives and textures that they can just go through and discover, be curious about. Instead, everything is curated for them. 
You can only go to this playground. You can only play on this equipment. When you see a slide, you must go down it this way. When you see sand, you can only use these tools in it. Don't put your hands in it. Don't do this in it. Don't do that. All the rules that are created from early childhood and that are strengthened throughout the rest of our learning, so-called learning experience in formal education, really squash our natural curiosity. And so along the way, we gain the idea and we believe the idea that in order to be smart and successful and to have the life that is supposedly what we want, you know, that life full of debt where we have a mortgage and a car and a student loan. Well, in order to have that wonderful life of debt, we shouldn't be curious. We should be conformists. We should follow the rules. We should only ask the questions that fit within the the parameters of the job or the, or the role that we've been put in. So if you're in math class, you shouldn't be asking science questions. Now you're being disruptive. If you're in art class and you wanna paint outside the lines, well, your grade is gonna go down. If you are in reading class and you're bored and you ask, can't we just go outside? Well, then you're being a, a disruptive kid and you might get detention and your punishment might be no outside time. So we're taught very early on and it's continued throughout our education upbringing that curiosity killed the cat. How many times have you heard that? Well, I have another quote that I want to share and I bet you've never heard this one. It's by James Stevens and it says, curiosity will conquer fear even more than bravery will. Imagine if you went to school and your teachers told you that at the start of the year every year, not just in elementary, but in middle, when you're curious about your body, when you're curious about the ways of the world, when you're curious as to why these rules are in place and you wanna question everything. Or in high school, when you're curious about what's next, what's bigger, what's greater than what's in front of you. Imagine if you went to a school where people led by saying curiosity will conquer fear even more than bravery will. Imagine who you'd be. Imagine how you'd be. So I just want to encourage each of you. The next time you find yourself having any anxiety or fear about anything that you are ready to do or that's put in front of you to do, any changes that you're considering making, instead of worrying about what the outcome will be and losing ourselves in the grip of fear, which says, oh, we better control this. Since we know that doesn't really exist anyway, we really don't control things. Instead of getting caught up in that, I'm inviting myself and I'm inviting all of you to say, I wonder what's available for me with this choice I choose to make. And then just decide, what's the worst that can happen? Stay curious. I hope this reaches you somewhere where you can truly receive it and use it. I know this is a beautiful lesson that I'm so thankful for Spirit to give me this week. And I am committing to that. Or I should say recommitting. I am recommitting to living my life a little or a lot bit more curious. Lee. <laughs> 
As always, I thank you for joining me here on Thriving Thursdays. I'm so honored for your presence. If you need me, you know where to find me. But if you don't, you can find me in the Stay Empower Facebook group. You can join us there and reach me or any of the Iyas of Ile Yamaja Achaba or Baramedji who are at your service to support you in living a life of full power and loving in full power, as well as living in your full joy. You're also welcome to reach out to me directly on Instagram. I'm there as Holistic Kenny. You can find me on Facebook as Kenny Moon, or you can find me on through my website, which is holisticlivingbykenny.org. That's one in. All right, take great care. And until next time, let's continue to thrive together. Peace.